Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This from Ricky to open the show. Ricky tweeted me, and I just read this about 20 minutes ago. Nobody knows how much nobody's nobody knows much about how all of this will work out with the number 2 pick, but I do know this. Sam Howell did not get a fair shot. He had a bad offensive line, a bad plan by the offensive coordinator, a bad defense, a head coach who was thinking about his legacy before he ever created one. Good one, Ricky. Uh, trade back or take Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Kevin Sheehan DC. Um, love reading a lot of the passion about what's coming up here over the next couple of months. Yesterday, by the way, was assistant coach interview day. Uh, all of the assistant coaches, it would have seemed, made themselves available. The team made them available out at the park and saw a lot of the uh, interviews, saw Ken Norton Jr. call this the place everybody wants to be. Um, I don't actually recall the assistant coaches being put on display um, sort of front and center the way they were yesterday. Um, I, I was talking to Tommy about this. He said, well, remember in 2020, we were in the midst of a pandemic. Actually, Ron Rivera was hired before the pandemic began, and all of his staff uh, was out there and hired before you know the world lockdown uh, in March of 2020, which we're coming up on four years um, since that date. I don't remember this happening, um, but I'm okay with it. I mean, I think it's smart. It keeps the team in the forefront, not that it isn't already, um, there is excitement about all of the new people that are out there. I think they just got to do a good job of coaching them up and making sure nobody says something that they don't want disclosed. When you have that many people available for one-on-ones, you just got to make sure they're coached up a little bit. And from what I gathered yesterday, nobody said anything that you know PR perhaps didn't want them to say. I don't think they did. Um, I do think it's fascinating, though. I think it's smart by the team, don't get me wrong. But, man, it's just a different age we're living in. I mean, nobody, nobody 20 years ago would have even heard of any of the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or, or even GM candidates 
It just wasn't that big of a deal. You know, you only have to go back probably 30 years, I know that's a long time, to find a time in which the assistant coaches, the coordinators who were going to be thought of as head coaches weren't even talked about by fans. But, man, the way the NFL gets consumed, every detail, every piece of information, every voice, every thought um, is, you know, there is a market for. You know, it's just like when a lot of people end up doing play-by-play of OTAs or minicamp practices. There's clearly a market for it. Um, The assistant coaches – uh, were out there yesterday, Tavita Pritchard and Ken Norton Jr. and Anthony Lynn and all of them uh, out there talking about uh, being in Washington. You know, we're going to play hard. We're going to play fast. We're going to be together. Can't wait. Dan Quinn's awesome. Adam Peters is great. Um, but back to Ricky's tweet to start the show. I was thinking, Denton, what are we confident about? like a month in a month and a half now really into this new regime because i think ricky's opening line nobody knows much about how all of this will work out is so true you can say that about any nfl team that doesn't have a you know a proven winner already a proven head coach a proven staff a proven quarterback proven players etc they're just a few of those teams you know and we know who they are including the just recently crowned Super Bowl champions. But for everybody else, especially when you're starting over like Washington is, you don't really have a clue as to how it will all play out. We have opinions. Um, I'm in benefit of the doubt mode. I've been talking about that for a while. I am thrilled to have a new structure, new ownership, a new way of doing things, competence, it would appear, Um, a structure that includes hiring the number one general manager candidate during this hiring cycle, Adam Peters, letting him do his thing, judging him based on results, not judging him based on press conferences or, you know, who he hired to be his assistant, you know, whether it's new Mark or keeping the two Martys involved somehow. I'm not going to judge him on that. I'm going to judge him on the roster that he creates, the culture that he and Dan Quinn uh, create. Same for Josh Harris. It's going to take time. We we can't really have a super strong, informed opinion until they start playing games. And to me, it's two seasons worth of games minimum, especially considering they're more likely than not, sorry, Ricky, going to go with a rookie quarterback drafted at number two overall. It's going to take time. We're going to sit here, we're going to dissect every move, especially free agency, draft, and then game by game. But really, we're not going to have any basis for a super solid, strong-feeling opinion, I think, for two seasons. You know, 34 regular season games, minimum. Um, But, Ricky, I agree with you um, in terms of we're not going to know how all of this will work out. But to suggest that Sam Howell didn't get a fair shot is a reach. That is a major reach. He had 17 regular season games in which he started. How many fifth-round picks in their second year get that kind of opportunity? He had ample opportunity to elevate 
a team that wasn't great around him. I'm not going to argue that point. Although, when you say a bad offensive line, the advanced numbers don't say and reflect that this line was a bad offensive line. It reflects that it was kind of middle of the pack offensive line. A bad plan by the offensive coordinator you wrote. It's hard to disagree with the offensive coordinators uh, in the environment that was created out there, whether it was his fault or the fault of a bunch of soft players and soft assistant coaches. I'm not I'm not assessing or, or, or making anybody specifically responsible for it, but I think we know that it wasn't the most cohesive of situations. You know, it wasn't the most stable of situations. So from that standpoint, you have a point you know, that it wasn't necessarily the best kind of overall situation with receivers and different people and different coaches probably at odds with the offensive coordinator in his first season trying to install a new plan with a new quarterback who is inexperienced. Um, a bad defense, no doubt, Ricky. Uh, and that did not help because it put a lot of pressure on the offense to do a lot more than perhaps – uh, it you know in other situations it would have to a head coach who was thinking about his legacy before he ever created one that's a good line and 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 smart and true I mean we go back to that interview that Ron did with uh, John Kime at the beginning of the year where you know he talked about you know if I leave this team after an eight and eight season but they've got we've got the quarterback and we've got the roster and they go on to win a Super Bowl send me my ring. I mean, what a joke that was. I mean, that just was terrible, terrible timing and a stupid thing to say and did really reflect a kind of a delusional um, take on what he had accomplished, B, already looking ahead to a legacy because he knew he was a lame duck coach. So I get it. Like there were a lot of circumstances about this team in twenty twenty uh, in the twenty twenty three season that weren't conducive to the development of young players at any position, but he got a fair shot. We got to see him seventeen times as a starter. We got to see him throw more passes than any quarterback in the NFL, with the exception at the end of the year he did not end up number one in a ten- actually he did. I thought that Mahomes passed him. Um, Playoff-wise, Mahomes passed him. Um, but Sam Howell ended up throwing the ball more times than any other starting quarterback during the 17-game regular season. He had ample opportunity to prove that he was capable of being something special. You know, in our case, that would be just somebody worthy of handing the job over to and saying, you're good enough to be a top half of the league starting quarterback for the next five to seven years. You prove that. But the truth is, is that he wasn't very good. And the opportunity to elevate above a lame duck head coach, maybe a dysfunctional situation with the offensive coordinator, a bad defense, you know, a very average to less than average offensive line, he didn't elevate it. He didn't. He made it worse in a lot of situations during the course of the year. You know, for me, when you say, Ricky, I know one thing, you know, I do know this. Sam Howell didn't get a fair shot. 
um, you know, trade back, give Sam a fair shot, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm not, I don't know that. In fact, if you said, what do you know? What do you think you know? What are you most confident about in terms of this organization right now? Well, number one, I would say, well, it's not going to be as dysfunctional as it's been because Dan's gone. But taking the whole Dan Snyder thing out of the answer and out of your potential answers, I would say I'm most confident that they have to draft a quarterback at number two or they have to find their starting quarterback in this offseason, however they do it. It's not that I think Sam Howell can't play in the NFL. I'm confident that Sam Howell is not the starting quarterback of a sustained winner where you've got a chance year in and year out to compete for big-time stakes. That's the thing I'm most confident about right now. You're most confident that he didn't get a fair shot. That's the one thing you know, and you want to give him another shot. I actually feel the opposite. The thing I'm most confident in is that Sam Howell showed me enough to know that He's probably a backup quarterback for the next 10 years in the NFL, will have opportunities to start games, but is really Colt McCoy or Gardner Minshew. I I saw enough to be confident that they've got to go find a, a, their, their starting quarterback for the future, that that person does not exist on the roster. Um, 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. It can be Sam Howell and quarterback related, but it doesn't have to be. After the first you know month and a half of this offseason, what do you feel most confident about? What do you think you know right now? Because as Ricky says, and I agree, we really don't know much about anything right now. But is there something that you feel super confident about 301-230-0980 I'll ask Denton the same question coming up I do want everybody to know that we do have a few guests on the show today Jeff Ehrman who covers uh, Maryland sports for uh, 24-7 sports is going to jump on with us the Terps got a massive commitment in recruiting yesterday five-star power forward Derek Queen committed to Maryland top 10 top 12 player in America the first five star for the Terps since Diamond Stone Uh, this is a huge get for Kevin Willard Jeff Ehrman's going to jump on with us Ben Raby from the Caps radio network will be with us at 11 35 uh, today. We'll talk to Ben about the streak that Ovi's on and whether or not the Caps can get back into contention. Uh, and then Stanford Steve Coughlin from Scott Van Pelt Show. Uh, I had him on my podcast yesterday. I'm going to play some of that back. Stanford Steve knows all of the key players in college football. Um, you know, he's not just part of Scott's show. He does 15 different shows, was a part of ESPN's College Game Day um, this year. Uh, knows Cliff Kingsbury. He talked about Cliff Kingsbury. But you'll hear his thoughts on Drake May versus Jaden Daniels. Uh, we'll do that at around noon. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. We are a month and a half into this offseason, the first full offseason without Dan Snyder. What do you think you know for sure 
What are you confident about? Uh, we'll take your calls next, but before we get to that, let's get to a quick what do you got. All right, all right, all right. What do you got? So George Mason last night upset 16th-ranked Dayton 71-67. to It was the first ever win by the George Mason program over a ranked opponent at home. I thought that was pretty surprising to me given how many good teams with Larinaga in particular George Mason has had at various times. But the logic, I think, is, or the reason for it, logically, is they don't play many ranked opponents, right? You know, the years in the the Colonial, the years in the A-10, they just don't play a lot of ranked opponents during the course of the year. So the chances are few and far between. And when they typically play ranked teams, Denton, they probably have played them on the road. You know, in the non-con early in the season, if they play a heavyweight program that's ranked, they probably play those teams on the road. Like, they played Tennessee this year, who was 17th ranked when they played them on the road. Um, But Mason's having a good season. 18-8, and they are 7-6 and in the A-10. Now, that's not an at-large NCAA tournament season at all. Um, that league is probably going to get one to two teams. Uh, Dayton's been the ranked team. Richmond's having a good season. Loyola, Chicago having a pretty good season. But Mason might be having the best season here locally of anybody. I mean, we are staring down the barrel here of a season without a local team in the NCAA tournament. I don't know how many times that's happened. It's not been a lot over the years. And I don't consider, sorry, Virginia to be local. Georgetown, I mean, they lost to St. John's last night. Um, and that was the Patino first game after he ripped his team um, after their loss to Seton Hall the other day. He apologized for that. St. John's won a pretty tightly contested game at the end anyway, 90-85 to over Georgetown. I saw this stat um, that somebody tweeted out. Who is this? Uh, Brad Wachtel. I don't know who Brad is. Um, he does, and he's a he's a writer in the Big East. It looks like he's a, he's an admin guy in the Big East. In March 2021, Georgetown. Remember this with Patrick Ewing as the coach. Uh, won four straight Big East tournament games and got into the tournament. Remember in 2021, they lost. They got blown out by Colorado. If my, if I think that's who they lost to in the first round. Colorado or Colorado State, one of those two. Um, since that Big East tournament in 2021, Georgetown has won four Big East games. They are, since that Big East tournament, 3-51 and 51 in the Big East. Good God, they have been terrible. I mean, Maryland fans, there are a, a group of Maryland fans that want Kevin Willard fired after a year where he doesn't go to the tournament this year. You know, they won a game last year. They went, they were in the second round. They beat West Virginia in the first round in his first year. Like that, that's insane. Georgetown, I understand, Patrick's gone, Ed Cooley's in his first year. And by the way, I think Ed Cooley's a good good coach, and I think he'll turn it around. 
In their last 54 Big East games, they are 3-51, Denton. Georgetown. Like, if you told me that and mentioned DePaul, okay. DePaul, by the way, 0-15 in the Big East. Georgetown, he's going to have to get himself some players. I don't know what the status of that is if he's got some good players coming in. You know, I think Ed Cooley's an outstanding coach. I think he'll turn Georgetown around and get it going. But, man, they are 1-14 this year in the Big East. And seeing that number since 2021, 3-51 over their last 54 Big East games, my God, for the Thompson family, that just has to be so painful. All right, 301 As it relates to the commanders, what do you think you know right now for sure? All right, our uh, Ricky tweeted me, he thinks he knows that Sam Howell didn't get a fair shot and he deserves one. What do you think you know right now about this football franchise? 301 It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Several Terp Hoop fans tweeting me saying Stick Smith was a five-star. I didn't know that. I thought he was a high four-star. I thought he was like a top 30th, 30 type of player. But I, I looked it up. He was a five-star player. So really, Derek Queen, who Maryland signed yesterday, got a commitment from, is the first five-star since Jalen Stick Smith uh, signed with the Terps. Um, so uh, Turge had two five-stars, ton of four-stars. Um in Diamond Stone and Jalen Smith, who, by the way, has played pretty well for the Pacers, you know, uh, who are going to be an interesting team in the East um, in the playoffs. Going to be interested to watch them. Uh, anyway, all right, to the subject at hand, 301-230-0980. Uh, Ricky tweeted me, and I read it uh, in the opening segment, nobody knows much about how all of this will work out as it relates to number two, but I do know this. Sam Howell didn't get a fair shot. He had a bad offensive line, a bad plan by the offensive coordinator, a bad defense, and a head coach who was thinking about his legacy before he ever created one. Trade back or draft Marvin Harrison Jr. He had a bunch of notes uh, there at the end um, about what to do. Um, 
What do you feel most confident about at this point? Because it really is hard to have a definitive opinion on anything. Adam Peters has never been a GM before. Dan Quinn wasn't a favorite for a lot of you, but um, he at least has a track record. Kingsbury, most of his track record is as a college coach or a pro head coach, not a pro offensive coordinator. Um, For me, simply put, the thing that I feel most certain about right now is that they need to go find a quarterback in this offseason. You know, number two overall makes the most sense if they really like one of the three quarterbacks uh, given their draft position and given, at least right now, what the perception is of the quarterback's uh, ceilings in this draft. So that's what I'm most confident about, that they have a starting quarterback need. Uh, Denton, what are you most confident about? What do you think you know right now? So I do echo your sta- your statements about the quarterback. I would say I'm most confident right now in the need for an edge rusher, whether that be in free agency or in the, the second round of the upcoming draft. They need to get pressure on the edges because it was very clear once they traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but mostly Montez Sweat, there was absolutely no pressure provided by any of the guys that were uh, – the addition by subtraction, as we were told. So they got to get better out <laughs> right. there. That was a great line. Addition by subtraction. Uh, yeah. Uh, I actually really thought that K.J. Henry and Andre Jones Jr. showed some you know, potential. Um, but in terms of an elite edge pass rusher or a, a, a really good edge pass rusher, it would not appear as if they have one on the roster right now. I think that's true. Unless they want to turn Jamin Davis into a go get him outside pass rusher, edge pass rusher um, on third down. All right, 301 230 0980. Our Ace Law listener lines are open. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888 Ace Law. What are you feeling good about? What do you think you know uh, about this franchise right now? It can be anything. Greg, go ahead. Hey, Kevin. Uh, I, I think, you know, no matter how you look at it, you could dra- you could have the best quarterbacks in the draft, and they don't always play out. We've been through that before. I remember years ago with Heath Schuler, he was supposed to be a great pick, and he didn't pan out. I would play the odds. I would draft Marvin Harrison and then uh, take the best defensive player available, whether it's a cornerback, a linebacker, an edge rusher, because we need help in all those areas and work on the offensive line. Uh, you said it yourself. This is a, a process that's going to take a couple years. And well, I haven't said that. I said we, we're not going to be able to have a definitive opinion for two years on everything that's happened. But but is that what you're telling me, Greg, that you're most confident in, that you, you're most confident in that they don't need a quarterback and shouldn't draft a quarterback, but in, but instead should focus on building out the rest of the roster? Absolutely. Okay. I think, and as the one guy said earlier, I think uh, Sam wasn't given a fair shot. He didn't have the tools to do the job. The odds were against him. He took a beating. And uh, it's just, you know, everybody's saying replace him. But, you know, like I say, a guy can't do a job if you don't give him the tools. I would go with Marvin Harrison. The odds on him being productive early are better than anything else to me, in my opinion and then work on the defense and the O-line and see who's available further down their draft. 
Okay. I mean, we've got a you lot know, of you can, you know, great quarterbacks. You're in position to do all of those things and draft the quarterback this year because it's a team with the most cap space in the league and with five picks in the first three rounds. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But okay. I think my first pick would be Marvin Harrison. All right. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Um, I don't think it's reasonable to say, blanket statement, Sam Howell didn't get a fair shot. I think that is way – that's a big reach. If you want to say that Sam didn't have the best conditions to thrive in, well, you could say that about a lot of young quarterbacks in the, in, in the league, a lot of quarterbacks in general in the league. Sam didn't show, even with you know what was going on around him, for me – Enough that, wow, he really elevated this team. Wow, this team was really competitive in the face of a coach who was a lame duck, an offensive coordinator who perhaps didn't have uh, a lot of you know buy-in from players and, 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 co- and other coaches, an offensive line that was subpar, et cetera, et cetera. He just didn't elevate it to the point where they were competitive. It's not like they didn't have some skill position players. You know, most of you thought Terry McLaurin was an elite number one wide receiver. So I, I Sam, Sam had, you know, you look at any of the advanced numbers, Sam was in the bottom quarter of the league of starters. He had some horrendous games. He totally, I think, gave us with the sack totals and the not being able to see things and process super quickly, the number one reason he fell to the fifth round and a flaw that's not so easily fixed moving forward. Uh, let's go to Jack. Jack, go ahead. Um, Burgundy and Gold, thanks for taking my call, um, Kevin. Um, on, on, I think the best thing that I'm confident in is our whole situation with the draft picks and the free agency money. And if we believe we had three quarterbacks to pick from, maybe at least two, we got to pick that quarterback, especially if we believe and know that he's better than Sam Howell. And I do think both things can be true where Sam Howell not getting a fair shot and all the other stuff that went against them and everything. But we're in a position to get a better quarterback. It's all about upgrading the position. So it just – he had a shot. The, the cards were stacked against him. It didn't work out. But now we're in a position to get a better player at that position. And that, that's what I'm confident about. Thanks for yeah, my thanks, call. Jack. Maybe that's the best way to put it, which is the way you just put it, which is – I'm most confident that they can do a lot better at quarterback and they need to go find one in this offseason. It's not um it, it's a knock against Sam, but it's not a, a knock against Sam being horrible or Sam can't play. We did learn during the course of 17 games that Sam Howell can actually play quarterback in the NFL. He does enough things well where because of the kind of person he is and the work ethic and everything else, he's going to be in the league for a while. But to me, I'm most confident in they can do better at quarterback, and they need to. 
Uh, let's go to Bob in D.C. Bob, go ahead. What are you most confident about here, you know, a month and a half into this offseason? Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me. Um, sure, I felt Bob. much like the caller before the previous one. Um, I, I'm most confident in whoever you draft at number two, if you don't build the talent around him, we're going to have the same results. Um, and I honestly do think as well that they should go Marvin Harrison because we keep acting like we have these great skill players and we don't. We need to actually have one of them. And um, Sam Howe, I, I do think he, he got opportunity. It didn't work out for him. I think it's kind of what Cam was speaking of with the game manager, which he's more of if you can give him those tools to work with, but he's not a game changer. So I'm pretty confident unless they take Jaden Daniels, it's going to be the same thing because you need a different kind of threat. Yeah, I mean he's not a game changer. I think we. I I would hope that even the biggest Sam Howell fans can realize that there's nothing ceiling wise that says elite game changer in Sam Howell's 17 games from this year. I think it's interesting that you pointed out wide receiver. Yeah, I don't. I think they they could use you know a player at almost every position on this team. Uh, there isn't one position group that's totally solid. Other than I still think the two defensive tackles are really good. You know, are they Chris Jones? Are they Jeffrey Simmons? Are they Aaron Donald? No, but they're still really good. Um, and it's a good foundation if you end up keeping John Allen. There's some people that believe there's a chance they might look at trying to, you know, as this, you know, rather than signing him to another deal next year, another extension next year, trade him now and get value back. 301-230-0980, We're talking about sort of a month and a half into the offseason. What do you think you know for sure? Because as Ricky pointed out you know, with his tweet, we really don't know that much about how any of this is going to work out. But, if it, but is there something that you think you know right now and you feel really confident in? And again, I'll emphasize mine. You know, other than the obvious, which is Dan Snyder isn't here and it's a new day and, you know, we'll have more of a functional ownership and a functional organization. Football-wise, for me, it's I learned enough to know for sure in my own mind uh, that they can do a lot better at quarterback and they need to. Um, Let's go to Tommy. Tommy, go ahead. Hey, Kevin. uh, Love your show. Thanks Thanks, for taking the call. I agree uh, with uh, you know the uh, what what people have been saying about Sam didn't get a, a fair shot. I mean, I heard a statistic that the the, uh, the Commanders were 32nd in points allowed or 25 in points scored. You know, people are acting like this is all Sam's fault. The team I don't sucked. think they are. Well, I think just think how much better he could have produced had he had a decent offensive line. Not a good offensive line, but a decent offensive it line. It was decent, decent according pack. to all the advanced numbers, just so you know. It was uh, middle of the pack. And a, de- and a defense that wouldn't put him in the hole all the time. I don't know. I, what about this scenario, Kevin? What if it, you know, I don't know what Brissett's status is. I mean, this, this might sound crazy to you, but what if we kept Brissett, kept Sam, and loaded up, loaded up, on 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 a whole bunch of first and early second round draft picks with that number two choice. How did Mac Jones work out? How did Zach Taylor work out? How did the guy in San Francisco work out? 
that uh, Adam Trey Peters Lance. chose. I mean, he's the bust. I don't know. It just it gives them my thoughts. Well, I think the last point that you make is a given in this conversation. There's no guarantee that if you take a quarterback at number two, it's going to work out. In fact, the odds are probably stacked against it. You know, it's probably two out of the three best case. I mean, best case, because we've seen bigger hit rates in recent years in the top half of the first round in terms of percentages. But you go back six, seven years, and it's a one out of three uh, situation. So I do understand that. Um, It wouldn't stop me from continuing to swing until I land on one. Because I don't have one right now. Now, as far as Sam goes, Sam was a part of their bad season. I mean, to suggest that it was everything else but Sam is ridiculous. He was not a good quarterback this year. But to me, the 4-13 and starts with the defense. The defense was horrendous and the biggest disappointment of the season and the number one reason they were 4-13. and I will agree with you on that. Washington's offensive line in terms of pass block win rate, pass block win rate finished 14th in the NFL per the ESPN um, uh, stats and info number. All right. So this idea that I agree when I, the next gen number, uh, the ESPN next gen number, I agree. Watching that offensive line, I thought there were days I'm like, oh my God, it is an absolute sieve. But the advanced numbers, a lot of different advanced numbers, put it pretty much in the middle of the pack. And I'll tell you why it probably is in the middle of the pack. It's because we just watch, or a lot of you just watch our team. The rest of the league had offensive line issues as well. The offensive line tends to be an issue for a lot of teams because... You lose one or two pieces, and it becomes an absolute S-show in a lot of these places. Washington's advanced pass block win rate number per next-gen, 14th in the league. Sam held on to the ball too long. That was the reason for the majority of his sacks. The majority of plays that they didn't hit on that may have been there. How do we know that? Because we got a glimpse of Jacoby Brissett in the same offense. And it didn't look anything like what it looked like with Sam Howell. Uh, Let's go to Billy. Billy's been on hold. Billy, go ahead. Kevin, good morning. Hey, Billy. The one thing I'm certain of is we're currently on the wrong track as an organization. Uh, I hope (laughs) they get it squared away. Why? The first thing you have to do... And I, I don't know why they haven't done this. You got to bifurcate yourself from Schneider. You must go back to the original colors, the burgundy and gold. Get out of the cranberry and mustard. You must change the name. Those two things must happen right now. Now you can start a rebrand, and we as fans can separate ourselves from the misery, the previous 20 years of misery. They have no concept how bad we loathed that ownership. And the, yeah, they purely, do. They do know that. You know that. They, they know how much something. we hated then, Snyder. Then do something. Then do something. And then the second thing is, you know, I, I, I don't know how Belichick or Vrabel or, or, or Harbaugh don't don't get, uh, you know, interviewed. I mean, it's just that's insanity. It's absolute insanity. 
B- Belichick is an all-time coach and sitting out there right now available. That changes the entire culture of your organization if you're bringing him in here right now. The syndicate paid $6 billion for the team. They're probably worth four. I mean, in reality, the top of the bowl has been empty all season last year and has been un- empty for well, the wait past Wait till you see what Bezos years. ends up paying the for the Seahawks. So, yeah. Well, listen, he paid Washington Redskin price for Washington Commanders dance, and they did, and I'm glad they did, Kevin. Thank God Schneider is gone. Right. But they're off track right now. They are uh, off track right now. I just don't and know I'm, how you I, can I, be sure you, about that at this point when they haven't played a game, Billy. Well, I have a crystal ball here that looks for, forward for two years, and can I you, saw Chase Young was going to stink. <laughs> so I, I got at least a concept of it. Yeah. And you're in trust in C-mode, Kevin, and I'm not. And, and I believe I this fan base Clearly. deserves better. I believe we do. You do, too. And Den does, too, to be in a mode where we're like, we are rebuilding right now. We're going to be better starting now. And it's going to take some time, fan base, but we got a plan. And I don't see the plan. And gosh darn it, I hope they kick butt this year. I hope they get the right guy at number two. Do you have and any – uh, what does totally your crystal ball tell you about Purdue laying 15 and a half tonight to Rutgers? It seems like a big number. I kind of like Purdue. I'm not a basketball. I'm not a basketball guy myself. Right, but you. Kevin, I gotta, whatever I gotta, you I gotta, like, I gotta go to, <laughs> let's go to somebody else. Billy and Chantilly, um, bringing it. Uh, by the way, you know Sam's overall ranking among the starters in the NFL this year, thirty third. Uh, there are only thirty two teams, uh, but there were more quarterbacks than thirty two that started games, obviously, and started the prerequisite number that you know allows you to get ranked thirty third. Uh, that puts him just, I think, barely slightly higher and better than Taylor Heineke from the year before. Lap, Ian, Ryan, Joe, everybody on hold, stay there. We'll take a few more calls on the other side of the break. Uh, but trying to find out from all of you is it's hard to really know anything for sure at this point, but what do you think you know for sure a month and a half into this new era? of Washington football. Kevin Sheehan showed the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Today's a big day for college football players. It is the day they can start opting in to being a part of the NCAA 25 game. Should a player choose to opt in, they'll get paid $600 per year that they're on a college roster. They also get a copy of the game, which is currently valued at around $70. The last time NCAA was released, it was uh, $50, so times have changed just a little bit. In college basketball, the Hoyas fell to the St. John's 90-85. to The Wizards are back in action tonight. They're on the road against the defending champion Denver Nuggets. Tip-off at 9. The Wizards searching for their elusive 10th win of the season. You can hear that right here on the Team 980. Caps on the road against Tampa Bay. Puck drops at 7. You can hear that on our sister station, 106.7 The Fan. And out of the NFL, it was announced that Michael Penix will throw at the upcoming scouting combine. That per Jordan Reed of ESPN. And that's what's trending. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Going to switch gears next hour. Jeff Ehrman scheduled to join us at 11 to talk about Maryland's big five-star recruit. Ben Raby will join us next hour as well. And we'll talk to Stanford Steve uh, about uh, Daniels versus May and get his overall thoughts on all of the quarterbacks in the draft. Um, I was told that there's some sort of major AT&T or cell phone issue going on right now because one of our – said that they may not be able to do it because of cell phone outages. Is that a big story right oh, now? Oh, yeah, big time, big time. At like 8.15, apparently, there were 73,000 reported issues with AT&T servers this morning. So good job, AT&T. Round of applause, guys. Hmm. Okay. I'm not an AT&T customer. Um, I got good cell phone coverage right now. You and I have been texting back and forth for the last 10 minutes. All right, back to the phone lines, 301-230-0980. The question simply put is, what do you think you know right now about this organization? It can be football field related. It can be anything else um, other than the Dan Snyder not being here, obvious overarching, you know, uh, result of this past nine months and being in a different position organizationally that they than they've been in in a long time. For me, it's I feel like I know that they don't have the quarterback on the roster right now and that they've got to try to address that need here in this offseason. Draft more likely than not. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan's calling from Harrisonburg down in JMU country. Ryan, go ahead. Hey Kev, um, I, I'm kind of on the the same page. We we have to draft a quarterback. We have to. Um, it, it's amazing that that Sam gets the benefit of the doubt with you know the defense and, and the, the OC and, and Ron and all that. And you know who never got the benefit of the doubt on any of that. <laughs> you know he. Right. Historically bad defense. Dan still owned the team. The RG three drama, and you know Cousins just kind of did what he did, and frankly turned out of. Uh, you know, if if Hal would have been that, it would have been fantastic. But yeah, you right. know, it, it's not like we can't go to the quarterback tree and get it after we build the team. You know, that's that was Ron's deal: is we build the team, go get our quarterback, and then we're good. We have the number two. We have to take a swing. We have to take the chance and go from there. That's really um, uh, super sharp. And I I know that we've kind of addressed it in similar ways in the past, but I love the way you said it. And that is, you know, you're just not – you're not likely to be back in this position again. It's not just the overall number two pick in the draft. It's that – Everybody believes, in terms of the experts, that there are three quarterbacks with super high ceilings 
in this draft, which means you're guaranteed to get choice number two, worst case, and you know, assuming Chicago takes a quarterback. And this idea, which, by the way, was always kind of a false narrative from Ron anyway, because he was out there trying to trade for Matt Stafford one year and then Russell Wilson the next. But the, the, the idea that we're just going to build out the roster and then we'll go to the quarterback tree and just pluck a good one off the tree and, and, and plug and play and we'll have the, the team all set up, that's ridiculous. It doesn't work that way all the time. You know, you're not going to be in this position, hopefully, uh, again. You know, it's the second time you've been in this position over the last four years. In 2020, we can clearly look back with hindsight and say they should have drafted Justin Herbert. Um, uh, But, you know, in the moment, I think a lot of people were okay. And I would put myself on that that list of, of people that were okay with drafting Chase Young. Um, especially with Tua's hip injury. I wasn't a big Herbert fan. Wrong on him, although you know he hasn't won anything, and some of you think that Herbert you know, hasn't proven enough. I'd take him tomorrow uh, because he's much more of a known than anybody that they're going to draft. But, yeah, no, it, it, that's – if you believe, like I do, that the thing you know more than anything else is they've got a major need at quarterback because – the guy that's going to lead them to some sort of sustained five-year run isn't on the roster, then you've got to take advantage of the opportunity that you have. Number two, with three quarterbacks that apparently have massively high ceilings. Now, if they evaluate, benefit of the doubt, if they evaluate that they don't love any of the three or any of the two that they'll have an option to take and they decide to do something else at two or trade back, I'm going to be benefit of the doubt, Kev, and I'm going to give them you know, their space because they're the ones doing all of the work on this. They're the experts. But you're not just going to the quarterback tree after you draft Marvin Harrison and a bunch of offensive linemen in 2026 and saying, "All right, we got the team, and let's just you know pick this guy because we're you know we got it all figured out, and there are plenty to pick from." It just doesn't happen that way. Ian, go ahead. I'll take what you just said and take it a step further. Obviously, Sam Howell's not the guy. Like to debate that is just inane at this point. There is not a single player on this roster that is a must-keep going forward. Not one player made the Pro Bowl this past year. You have a bunch of guys who've been here too long with the losing, i.e. as great as John Allen is as a human and a player. I think it would be beneficial to get some new leadership and new blood, etc. The offense, the defense, Everybody on that roster should be available. Deron Payne, your is that, guy. Are you telling me what you think you know? Are you answering the question? You're most confident that everybody on the roster is expendable. That's what you're most confident about. That's yeah. what you know. And, yeah, and Kevin, we talked about this when Deron Payne got signed. I know you're very high on him as a player. When he told you it was all about getting paid and he had his best year by far that year and then turns around this year and has one of his most mediocre years, that tells me that you got a lot of players that just aren't – like if I'm the ownership group, I'd say everybody's available, everybody's – you can't turn over 53 in one year, but you're trying to draft, be aggressive in free agency, and turn this roster over. Wouldn't you rather hear Adam Peters say that than ownership? 
No, I want Josh Harris to tell Adam Peters that. Yes. I don't. Yeah, I want I, I want Josh Harris to tell Adam Peters, you do what you think is best. Sure. Fine. Fine. I want it to come from Adam Peters. Of course I agree. Okay. But my point is I'm most confident that this roster has no must-keep players. Well, for, you do realize that that's impractical in terms of we're going to get rid of everybody. That can't happen. Now, in terms of the idea that everybody's expendable – Okay, I, I don't think, honestly, that Deron Payne and John Allen are just expendable. Um, moving them for some big price or some you know reasonable compensation that makes it a good value proposition for the team, okay. I don't think Terry McLaurin is expendable. I don't think Brian Robinson Jr. or Sam Cosme are expendable. Um, there are players on this team that can be a part of a winner if they're able to build one. Um, all right, so those that I didn't get to, actually stay on hold. We're going to try to get Jeff Ehrman in here at 11 a.m., but he's having some phone issues, so we may continue with this. So, Denton, keep everybody on hold if you want uh, in case Jeff isn't available. If not, we'll talk some Terps hoops with Jeff Ehrman. They signed one of the top ten players in the country yesterday for 2024-2025. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 